Thank you for joining the Element Church Podcast, where we exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. Wherever you're listening from today, we hope this message inspires and strengthens your faith. I have a dream. Whenever those four words are used together, nearly every one of us knows who that came from and the power and the depth and the meaning behind those four words. On August 28th, 1963, Martin Luther King Jr. led the March on Washington and shared then what is now known of as the I Have a Dream speech. That dream, in a nutshell, was a dream for racial equality for racial injustice and oppression to end, and for racial reconciliation to sweep through our country. And while great advances have been made in that dream throughout the years, it still feels like we have a long, long way to go. The events of 2020 did not create racial tension and divide. I believe the events of 2020 only exposed the already tension we had with, uh, uh, among races and the divide that we have among one another. And today on this Martin Luther King Jr. weekend where we celebrate his life and accomplishments, I wanted to have a candid conversation about how the church can lead the way in a conversation about racial reconciliation as we continue the sermon series that we're in to start off the new year called Broken Normal. If you don't know who I am, by the way, my name is Jeff Manis and I am the lead pastor here. And I am so, so honored that you would give us some of your time to engage with each other and engage with God through worship here. To our online family, a hello to you as well. I continue to praise God that we We live in a day uh, where we have the technology to make this connection with you, even though you may not be able to be here with us. As I said earlier, we're continuing our sermon series called Broken Normal. Uh, As we made our way through the pandemic-laden year called 2020, a lot of us started saying, I can't wait to go back to normal. And I understand there are some things I'm longing that we go back to normal in. There's some things we need to go back to normal in. But there was a lot of things in our life that were already broken. And one of those things was our race relations, the tension and divide that we have in our race. My heart was broken as the events of 2020 unfolded and I saw the hurt and the pain and the fear of many Americans, specifically our brothers and sisters of color. I was challenged myself. I was convicted. I had to do some confessing and repenting in my own life of of pride that I've held on to. And I was, was moved to be a part of the solution. In fact, if you're a Christian, you should desire to be a part of the solution when it comes to this. All of us should because Jesus desires that as as well. And one of the ways we can be a part of a solution is to actually have conversations where we can disagree with each other but still love one another. Amen? Don't we need that today? To be able to disagree and not cancel one another? We live in a cancel culture today. 
So I've invited some, some pastors who I'll introduce here in a second. I invited three. One of them uh, had an emergency this morning and is not able to be with us. He's hoping to make it here for the 1230 service. And so we're, we're praying. I don't know all the details, but praying for God to protect him and whoever's involved with whatever's happening there. Uh, but I, I want to uh, I wanna introduce these guys and then I, wa- I want them to help us start this conversation and maybe see it through a lens that you may not be familiar with. So would you please give the best element church welcome you can to Pastor Stephen Latham and, and Elder Stephen Gannison. If you guys would join me and welcome them, that'd be awesome. You guys can sit in the same seats that you're in. Your microphones are, are already ready. And I just want to acknowledge a couple of things here as we start. They did an amazing job. They have given us their time all day today. Uh, both of them help lead churches here in town. They'll tell you about those churches here in a second. And they have families and jobs. So they're, they're giving us their time. I'm so thankful for that. We had a great time in first service. But I just want to acknowledge that we're not all going to agree on everything that's said today. We're not. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay that we don't agree on some things. Uh, I want us to be unified today. And here's what we got to understand. Unity does not mean uniformity. Unity does not mean total agreement. Unity is total alignment towards a common goal. And our goal is to have healthy, unified, peaceful race relations, especially in the house of God. Amen? And so that's what we want to do today, even if we don't agree. Uh, we're, we're not all going to agree on the panel, and that's fine. Uh, we're, we're, going to, uh, we're, going to, we're going to disagree and move forward in unity and, and in love. And so uh, why don't you guys introduce yourself again and, and what churches you guys represent, and then we'll go ahead and, and dive in. So uh, Elder Gannison, if you'd start there. All right. We, I like starting first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Elder Stephen Gannison. Most people know me by Stevie Gannison. And I ran for mayor in 2016, some of y'all might remember. I um, belong to the church, New Kingdom Church of God in Christ, where my father, Bishop Milton Gannison, was the pastor. He passed away in 2020. And so here I am with a church now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's doing a great job, man. <laughs> thank you so much. You're doing a great job. And Pastor Latham? Yes, thank you. Pastor Make sure Jeff. to hold your mic up, too, after I tell you that. We were having trouble hearing you earlier. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Jeff, for having us. Uh, my name is Pastor Stephen Latham. I'm the pastor of No Greater Love, Church of God in Christ. It's over on the south side, and yeah. just happy to be here. That's awesome. Thank you guys for so much for agreeing to do this, giving us your time. I'm so thankful for that and praying that God uses this to, to further the conversation. And that's really, like... We're not going to solve anything in the, in the 40 minutes that we have today. What we hope to do is start the conversation, and then it's on every one of us individually to continue the conversation uh, as we move forward. So let's start, guys. Oh, oh uh, also, you can ask questions, too. So here's how you can ask a question. You go to slido.com, S-L-I-D-O.com, and then enter the keyword, the, the word element, and you will then be able to ask a question. We do have a moderator in case that's needed. I don't think we'll have anybody just be nasty or mean or divisive, uh, but if you are, your question will not be included. Um, but if you want to ask a question that has to do with, with race relations, uh, inequality, racial uh, injustice, anything like that, um, feel free to ask those. But we are going to start with a, with a starter question here, and then you can upvote questions. So you'll see the little thumbs up there. If you want a question that's, that's been asked to be answered, just click the thumbs up, and it bumps those questions then to the top. So let's start with this opening question. How can the church better engage? 
engage the racial reconciliation conversation and the fight against racial injustice? How can the church better do that? All right, I'm going to start that. Thank you, <laughs> Jeff. Um, first of all, the church has to because we are the center. Yeah. And if you center your life and your foundation on Christ, then we have to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> and to be uncomfortable means to be pushed. And that yeah. means pray until something happens. <laughs> and so sometimes the church has to engage. Well, all the time the church needs to engage not only with the congregation, but more so with our younger people, too. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are on Facebook. They're the ones that are doing social media. And, and if they're not understanding what's going on they're just joining in with a group or a click or whatever seems good and feels good and right they're not being directed in the the way christ would have them to go we have the church have to have this conversation yeah yeah good well i believe first we need to admit that there is a problem yeah it's good that it does exist if we don't have that then we can't even have the conversation so and i believe that the church needs to be at the forefront of this problem that we have here. And I think as a church, we, and I said the first time, we need to address it by love. Yeah. Because God is love. And if we're followers of him, that's what we need to do. We can't accuse one another. We can't say this and we can't say that. We just need to have the conversation and try to find the, the, uh, the answer to the problem is yeah. what we need to do. And we need to do it by not... By not trying to say, you know, to, to point fingers at one another, but just to address it with love and, again, admit that there is a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So the next question, we got already some votes on this next one here, and we answered this one in the first service as well. But it's a great question. Why do you think the conversation around race and racial equality turns political so easily? How do we lose sight of this as a gospel conversation? Because it is, man. This is a gospel conversation. Like if you, you can't read the New Testament and not see the issue of race in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul, all through the early church, they're always trying to include this new group of people called uh, uh, the Greeks, the Gentiles. So you had Jews and Gentiles, and Paul said there is no Jew or Gentile, slave or free man or, or woman, that we're all one in the body of Christ. So even in the New Testament, this was a core issue. It's a gospel issue. How do we lose sight of that and make it political so easily? You know, um, being on the panel, I, I enjoyed this question because I got a chance to look at it, and it is always about groups. You come to church, and all of a sudden now one's a Republican, one's a Democrat, one's an Independent. It, gospel's gone. Yeah. We only identify with Republican, Democrat, Independent. No one says, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I'm a saint. Yeah. It's always, are you a Republican? Or are yeah. you a Democrat? Yep. And the gospel goes right out the window. Yeah. How about we forget about who? Come on. The Democratic, the Republican, yeah. the Independent, and just focus on Jesus. Yes. You know, the one thing Pastor talked about love, Jesus had the ability to love because mm. he was spit on. Yeah. He was kicked. He had just did miracles. Crucify him. Crucify him. He had the ability to still love us. Mm. And we've got to come to that ability to love whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent yeah keep God's word involved in our lives yeah I agree and I think it turns political because we as people we 
we don't want to share the burden. We don't want the burden to fall on our shoulders. So we put it on somebody else and we yeah. put it on the government. We put it on them to try to uh, answer the, the, the problem, to try to deal with it. But we shouldn't, as, as Pastor Jeff said, it's a gospel thing. Yeah. This is what, we should be at the forefront. Men and women of God, saints, whatever we call ourselves, we should be at the forefront of this problem because as I said before, God is love. And we love one another. We're all the same in here. Yeah. So we, we shouldn't put it on the government. We should be telling the government what to do. They shouldn't be telling us. <laughs> we, we, we got this all wrong. We should be dictating to them. This is how we want the situation to be dealt with. <laughs> this is what we should be doing. This is how we feel it should be going. So I, I, I do think because of we, we just don't want to bear the burden. We don't want to have it on our shoulders. That's why it turns political yeah. so much. Yeah. I do, there are political implications to the conversation, but it is a gospel issue to begin with. And there's many things like that. The, the, uh, the abortion conversation is, to me, a gospel conversation with political implications. And that's why I think we got to remember, there are political implications, and that's okay, but we've made it solely a political issue when it starts with the gospel of Jesus and it might have some political implications, so that's good. Excuse me, I want to add no, to it. You're, you're absolutely right. We, Elder Ganson was saying this. We, we're, we're Christians. That's what should come out first. Yeah. It, it shouldn't, our political denomination or whatever we are, it shouldn't matter. We should be first and foremost Christians. We're children of God. Amen. That should be what shines first. Amen. That should be what leads us and guides us in every determination that we try to make. Yeah. So this, yeah, it's good. Uh, this this question is the next one up. Why do we tend to start fighting each other instead of actually addressing the problem when conversations around racial injustice arise? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm glad I'm posing the questions and letting you answer them. I love it. I love it. Why do we tend to start? It's easy to put the blame on someone else. I don't want the blame, so I'm just going to blame you. So a fight occurs. I mean, you even talk about when somebody don't believe in what you believe. The Bible says um, he has called us. And, and someone gets mad because they don't want to finish the rest of that. If my people are called by my name and humble themselves, wait a minute. Yeah. Are you talking to me? Yes, we're talking to you. Humble yourself. Turn from your wicked ways. I'm not wicked. <laughs> it, the Bible said I didn't say it. So then it, it <laughs> pursues a fight. Now we are fighting over yeah. what the Bible said. Yeah. So it does actually, instead of addressing the problem, we'd rather fight over the problem. So it's easier to just blame someone else. Mm. Mm. You think you want to add to that? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I know you want to, but. <laughs> yeah, you know I want to. Absolutely. We, it, it's so easy to, to blame somebody else for, for what the problem and we just need, as I said before, we just need to come together and, and, and not fight. You know, it's going on. It's something that's happening. Let's just not, ha let's just have an intelligent conversation about it. We don't have to fight. And we can disagree. I said that earlier at the yeah. first one. We yeah. can disagree. It's all right. Because I know husbands and wives disagree. Yeah but they still have that common accord that they're on. They disagree, we can disagree. We can sit here and we can chat and we can say something and we can get up and still hug and embrace one Amen. another. That's how it should be. We, we shouldn't say, well, you're my enemy. I, I, don't, I don't hate Pastor Jeff. I hope he doesn't hate yeah. me. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't hate anyone. And that's not how this conversation should be. We shouldn't be fighting. We should be trying to find an answer to the problem. Yeah, that's good. Pastor Jeff, yeah, I'm cool. going to disagree with my wife in the room when she's not there, though. <laughs> Let's get that on record. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, so here's a, a great question. This is a new one for us. We've not tackled this one yet. Have you seen a lot of racial divide within the church? <laughs> Only on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, um, you can see it in church, and, I, and you, it can go past racial. We can just go past, we can just say attitudes. Mm. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with the Holy Ghost with fire, and somebody who's not might not. They'll, we can fight over that. They get upset. That's some type of divide right there because, you know, if you want the Holy Ghost, you've got to seek for the Holy Ghost. If you want the Spirit to live in you, you can't take the Spirit everywhere. Can't do anything with it. The Bible says he won't, he won't tarry with man always. So it, it, racial divide in the church, yeah, you see it. And it's just not racial. It's just spiritual sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, it's like... Um, Elder Ganson said, it's, it's on Sundays. Martin Luther King said that the greatest time that you see the division is on Sunday mornings. We sit in our different churches. You know, I hate saying it. I have um, a group that we call the Black Minister Alliance. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Black Minister yeah. Alliance. Shouldn't be. We have um, another group that I know is, is a bunch of white ministers. Why, why is that? Why aren't we coming together? And I know Pastor Jeff and I belong to a group now that we're trying to change that. It, it shouldn't be the division. We should, I, these lights are bright and I can't tell a lot, but I think the most of the yeah. majority of people that are in here are white. Yeah. And why is that? Why, why are we not sitting together? Why is it not a mixed group of people? Why have we not reached out across the aisle to get those people? But I don't know the, situ the, the answer to it, yeah. but, but it is, it's the what. I feel, and that's what people look at too. They see it in the church and they think it's all right. And I think we need to be the problem solvers and start trying to change that. Mm, it's good. And that's, I don't know how to solve it either, man. It's, it's, a, it's a great question. Because I, I mean, the majority of your church is black, right? And, and the elders Gannisons as well. Um, yeah, that, that's another conversation for another day. But it's one that I think we need to figure out. Like, how do we bridge that gap? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another great question. This, is, uh, this one came up in the first service as well. Uh, a lot of people say things like, I don't see color. Why is, it, why is it important to see color? Man, this is the best one ever. <laughs> because when you don't see my color, black as I am, you've you got to be telling a lie. Yeah. I mean, you, you're not telling the truth. And so for you to see not, don't see color means you don't recognize me. Mm -hmm. And that hurts my feelings. If you don't recognize me, why can't you recognize me? I recognize you. You know, I told this story earlier and I talked about being in Mississippi and my grandfather told, my wife is white, so there, we got one in our church. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were in Mississippi and my grandfather was like, son, you got to get out of here fast. Put her in the back seat. And y'all know if she was in the back seat, I was driving Miss Lazy or Daisy. <laughs> so he said, get out as soon as you can now. Get out as soon as you can. And I didn't see it that way because I didn't see color. Mm. But he did because where he was at. But again, if you say that, you hurt my feelings that you don't see me as a human or as a person yeah. of color. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Uh, absolutely. <sighs> You, you have to see color because yeah. we're all, di we're all yeah. different colors. We range. Even in here, yeah. every one of you are not the same color white. There's color. We, we, have, we have different things. I, I said before, you know, with us, 
it's who we are. We're, we're, a little, we're all human beings. We all bleed the same blood. Amen. 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 We do that. So we're all one. But, but we have our little differences. We have things that make us different. That's what I love about the U.S. Because if we were all the same, what kind of world would this be? So um, when you say there's not any color, you're doing us an injustice by saying that. Because we, like I said, we're all different. We all have different things. I mentioned this earlier, too, about me and Stevie. We were, we were telling um, Pastor Jeff that you should have told us to be here at 7.30 because, and be, and because we're on CP time. And if you, that's colored people time, we call, we could, we're, we're late. And if you tell us to be here early, we'll be here on time. If you tell us to be here a little bit, but it's just one of those things. So it's different. We, we're, all, we're all different. It's color. Don't, don't yeah. say you don't see color because it's different. You know, I, I do foster care and I do a lot of... Um, different children and, and, and there's colors between the way I do things and the way they do things. Yeah. It, it's different. So yeah. there's color and we have to just meet and, and, and know and understand that. Yeah. And thank God for it. Cause I never would have taste shepherd pie y'all. <laughs> Didn't know nothing about it, but yeah. I had some shepherd pie. I likes that. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I said this in the first service too. When, when someone says, especially to a person of color, Oh, I don't see color. What they're trying to say is I'm not racist. Yeah. But, but what comes across is you're not acknowledging that, that other person as an image bearer of God, mm-hmm. that we are each created in God's image, no matter skin tone. And so when you say, I don't see color, you're, you're dehumanizing the person in front of you. And the Bible is so clear that in eternity, we're going to be full of color. Like every tribe and nation and race and language and people will be praising God in heaven. So we should celebrate color on earth because it's going to be celebrated in heaven. It already is celebrated there. So anyway, I I just want to be careful that those, it might seem like a harmless phrase, but it can actually harm the conversation. It does. It hurts it. Can I say something real quick? I was trying not to be as wordy as I was earlier in the first service. No, you're good. But um, my sister, this technology is not good sometimes. But my sister said, I can use my own family. And I, I do like that. I'm, I'm, um, we're African-American heritage. My, my mother is. But when you look at my family, you can't tell that. Mm. My, she, I don't know if she's in here, I'm sure, because she just texted me. But um, she, if I didn't tell you, you would know she's black. She's very light-skinned. Mm. And then um, I got another sister, two sisters, that look Native American. And we are. We have it in us. Mm. So, and then... All of my brothers have married women that are not black. Mm. So, and then I have nieces and nephews that, that are some pure white look like, but they're mixed. So, and I love them all. And if yeah. you were to do anything to any one of them, you don't want to feel my wrath. Yeah. Serious, serious. I'm, I'm getting choked up just talking about it. But, yeah. but don't say you don't see color because, you know, they, I, walk, I walk around with my little nephews and um, my nieces. I, I love them all. And... Um, and, and people look at us different, you know, because they, because what we look like, but we're family. We're family. We're, we're all family. You know, I have, like I said, that once they run from light to, to dark, and, but we're still family. Yeah. And so color and race and, and um, color does matter. Yeah, yeah. So the next one that we have the most votes on here is how do you overcome prejudice in your own heart? That's a great question. That's a new one. So how do you overcome prejudice in your own heart? You know, that is the hardest thing. I'm going to tell a story, then I'll tell you what I've done to control it. I had a noose put in my truck at the city of Cheyenne. Mm. (laughs) 
I've been there 30 years. How do you overcome that? Wow. How do you feel when you walk into a place every single day and know somebody wants to hang you? Mm. All right. I, I, how I overcame it in my heart, man, I had to pray and ask God yeah. to forgive them for they know not what they do. Come on, man. Come on. Ain't that what Jesus said? They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. So I had to pray and ask God to forgive them. Was I mad? Boy, if y'all could have seen yeah. But yeah, but I asked God to help me. So to overcome in my heart, you have to you have to let go. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Keep moving forward. I, there's a prize. I'll say it again. I kept pushing. Mm. I prayed until something happened. It's good. To me. Preach. Yeah. That's a real hard one because yeah. you, you have to do some real soul searching. And again, Admit, admit that that's your prejudice. Just do it. I mean, because if you don't admit that, then there's not a problem until you admit that there is one. So to overcome it, just just realize and be open, be open to hear from others, be open to hear some things that might hurt you. That's good. That might hurt your feelings, uh, things that might be said to you that you don't like, but it's not to to hurt you. It's to help you to grow, and you do absolutely have to have Christ in your heart because yeah. if you don't you can't receive stuff yeah christ opens up your heart and gives you the love to know that these people aren't trying to hurt you they're trying to to help you but yeah. but it's not easy but we if when you do it i think we have the better outcome yeah and if you know there's prejudice there there's probably some confessing that needs done asking the lord to forgive your own heart whether well you know you want to forgive others as well. Lord, forgive them. But if you recognize it in your own heart, like I said, this last summer, man, I felt like I had to do some repenting myself. Like, Lord, I, I repent of, of anything I've held on to, whether intentionally or unintentionally, that's furthered this problem. Like that we have to start with ourselves, right? Lord, forgive me for anything or reveal to me anything that's wrong. Um, so anyway, that's good. It's a great question. I'm glad somebody asked yeah, that's it. a good question. And I think we all need to do some soul searching more than once. Like, Lord, is there anything? I mean, it's a prayer of David. Point out anything in me that offends you. I promise you, prejudice and racism offends the Lord. So if it's there and you ask him to reveal it, he will. And then you let the Lord deal with that in your heart. So another question here. Um, and this one, I think, has the most votes so far today. Should Christians support Black Lives Matter? Why or why not? Buckle up. Well, <laughs> now, you know what? Um, listen, um, I support all lives. I don't care what color you are. Life in general is important to me. An officer going to work should come home to his children. A man driving down the street should go home to his wife and children. Yeah. Whether you're black, white, I don't care what color you are. If you are a man, you should go home. Now, Christians supporting a movement called Black Lives Matter. Black lives do matter. We have to make sure you represent that voice that black lives matter. Do you support robbery, thieving, breaking windows? No. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody supports that. I don't want to lose nothing I worked hard for, yeah. and I don't feel nobody should. I think the support should be on the fact that you do this. You tell your children, you tell your family, all lives matter, not just black. And I'm going to share this story real quick. I know I'm a little worried. My daughter, she's from here and moved to Georgia, 
And, and it's a different world there, okay? So she came here, and we're walking, and I live in Saddle Ridge, and we're walking, and all the white people went, hey, hi, hi. She looked and said, they speak to you? Yeah. Yes, they speak. Yeah. What do you mean? They, they're my neighbors. They all speak to me first. And so she, I said, it showed me right there. There is a racial injustice in the black community with knowledge of knowing what to expect from the other race. Mm. So all lives matter. Support it by telling your children all lives matter. But right now, yeah. the blacks are being killed. We need to step up to the plate. So my answer to that is yes, Christians should support Black Lives Matter. As Elder Ganson said, all lives matter and we know that. We're not trying to put anybody down and say one is greater than the other or anything like that, but the fact of the matter is, is right now, it's black lives that are being killed in the streets. It's not white lives. We, we support everybody. And so we as Christians should be supporting that movement. And, and it's, it's not a movement of trying to make one better than the other. It's not. It's a movement of trying to get equality with law enforcement and government and everything. So Black Lives Matter is, is, is what that is. It's not trying to make one person. Because there was a question earlier, and it might come back, about do we support law enforcement? Absolutely. And the lives that are lost in law enforcement is just as important yeah. and, and we there's no way no way shape form or fashion that do we think that that's that's right uh, those men and women have families they have wives they have children they're, they're sons and daughters just like the rest of us and it, and it matters but right now the, the things that are happening right now at this point in time is black lives are being just tossed aside and, and not given the same respect as others so yeah. yes we should I do think it's good because I think some people are confused a little bit. There's a difference between the Black Lives Matter organization and the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. They are two different things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when someone has a sign that says Black Lives Matter, they may not be in any way associated whatsoever with Black Lives Matter, the organization, which there are many things in the organization that I would not support. But I do support Black Lives Matter. The statement, the movement, the belief, the fact that black lives matter. So I, th I think we, because I think sometimes there's a little bit of ignorance on our part in the white community that we see the hashtag or the statement and we immediately tie it to the organization and they're two different things. So I hope everybody understands that. Because um, I, I think we're a little bit ignorant in that. Yeah, be, be, be knowledgeable in the things that you're talking about because even... When people talk about, and this isn't a question, but uh, defunding the, the police, no, and, and all blacks don't believe in that, because yeah. even though you know we're being murdered by the hands of police officers still, there's, the majority of them are good. The majority of them are good, and I, what would we do if we didn't have yeah. a police force? Amen. So no, do, do understand, because the movement is to stop yeah. The killing of black people in the street just just haphazardly but there are some things i don't even agree with yeah. that black lives matter yep. the the, the organization. organization stands for that yep. i don't yep. as, a, as a christian preacher yeah. so yeah there is a, a difference yeah. i wanted to make sure that there was that clarification because some people don't understand that because I, I i fully support black lives matter 
I do not fully support the organization itself. And I hope everybody understands yeah. that. Because you can hear it on the news and, you, and you're, you're not sure what they're talking about, but there is a difference. Yep. So next question, I, I know for a fact that social injustice and divide, uh, ra uh, probably racial injustice as well, divide exists in other parts of the country. Do you feel it's a problem here in Cheyenne? Yes, and I'll explain why. I just told you about the noose. Nothing was done. Even when it was brought to their attention, nothing was done. I mean, should have been a conversation with every city employee. Hold up, wait a minute. And then another gentleman would run around, and he was using the N-word to the other white folks. And the white folks were pissed off and trying to get me mad. And I'm like, <laughs> but he didn't say it to me, so um, go tell him. Don't tell me. Anyway, let yeah. me get back to that. <laughs> the reason I feel that it is definitely here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, because it, on our law books, which some of you guys do not know and do not know, that in certain areas it still say, do not sell to any or yes. And it's wow. still in the books from way back then, and all that stimulated from the Jim Crow era, we should really go and look on Jim Crow. You got it, and some folks are like, well, no, it's, it's, it's in law, and it trickled from the south to the north to the east and to the west. And so when you, got, when you understand Jim Crow law, when you understand that they put these things in motion, when you get the knowledge of what they did and why they did, you will understand that the injustice, why it is such an injustice toward certain people of color. But you can't explain it until you read about it, and then you'll understand. I could tell you all day long, but I guarantee until you read it like the Bible, we preach the word of God up here every day, but you don't understand the word of God until you read the word of God, because yeah. knowledge comes by hearing and reading the word. You cannot get it from me. I could misquote it, but if I guarantee you read it, you'll get it. That's awesome. It's good. Absolutely. So... I address this question a little different. You know, racism is everywhere. But I've been um, all over the world. I've been to almost every state in the union that we have. And I, I was in the military. I traveled all over. Uh, racism is everywhere. But here in Wyoming, I, you know, part of the reason I'm still here <laughs> is because it's not as bad here <laughs> as it is other places. I, I'm just truthful about yeah. that. It's not as bad here as it is other places that I have been. With that being said, it's still here. It's, it still exists. We still, it's still, it's not a big issue, as I would say in some places, but we still need to address it. We still have problems. We st I still see my children not getting the same treatment, the fair treatment as um, white children here. You know, um, for me, an example, when I was growing up here, I, I, I'm not a dumb person. I was very intelligent. But I was not told the same thing as my white friends. I was not told what I needed to do to get into college. I was not told these are the classes you need to take that it would help you better prepare yourself for when you went. In fact, I wasn't even told I needed to go to college. But all of my friends were. So again, um, it's here. <laughs> Let's not act like it's not, but it's not like some places. So this is a, that's like, like I said, this is why I'm here. I, I do like it. Yeah. You know, I don't have to deal with some of the problems that I do other places, but it's not to the degree that it is in other places. Yeah. So this is another great question. Thank you guys for all your questions. These have been so good. Uh, what do you do when you meet someone who doesn't believe that there is a racial divide? 
I just just share your. I can me personally. I can share stories. Yeah. And you don't have to believe it, but I mean, I can share stories. It's no need of making up something, but there's only one real thing you can do, and that's just pray. Mm. I w- mm. I wish we would as as a body of Christ, if we would just pray. I think I think we could change some things. The problem is when we pray, some people pray for them, some people pray against. Yeah. It's got to be all one accord. Yeah. God moves when we're all together. Yeah. Anything to add that? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Elder Ganson. You know, prayer changes things. So we have to. I mean, there's no need to fight with somebody just because they have a different opinion uh, than you do. Again, just pray. Uh, I'm going to go 100% with that. Just pray about it because the Lord will give you what to say. Don't cause a fight. Don't Don't do anything like that because... He will get, it's just like with witnessing. Yeah. You know, we can't witness to everybody. God doesn't give me to witness to everybody. He gives certain people to talk to certain people because that person can, their spirits jive together. And it's the same thing with this. I, you, okay, well, you don't believe, but I'm not going to sit here and call you all kinds of names and start yeah. to try to start a battle with you. That's, yeah. that, what good does that do? Wait, the Lord, he'll pray about it. The Lord will give you the opportunity to maybe come back to them on another day. Yeah. And they'll be more open. Well, you said this, I'm questioning you. What do you mean by that? And then you'll be able to explain and it will open it. So, yeah, I believe prayer will That's do good. it. So we'll do one more. There's some great questions we're not going to get to. We'll do one more and then, and then we'll, we'll stop. But do you believe racism happens both ways? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like my story, my grandfather, he wasn't racist, but he had a different view of the white men in his era from the, when I was growing up. And so, yes, but there was some that, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Racism. <laughs> it's just not against black people. Racism is, is all around this world. And it's, it's here. It, it, it's perpetrated on everyone. So I, I do believe um, that racism happens both ways. Uh, and and it, a lot of times it's just the way you, you grew up and what you were taught. And yeah. those are the, the things we need to deal with. Yeah. You know, what you were taught and trying to break some of those things. Um, thinking habits that you have. So it goes both ways. I know some people who live right here who used to, they have passed away, but they were black and they were very racist. But it was because of what they had grown up with, what they had to deal with when they were little and how they were treated. So they were very much, and you still just have to love them (laughs) and try to change it. But yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, that next question on there, we got maybe one or two minutes here. Uh, How do you disciple teenagers in this topic? Um, you mentioned in the first service that this all starts in the home. It starts with parents leading their children in this. And, and then I want, I want to hear from, we're going to close with this one. We have to close this next question down there. What are ways we can educate ourselves on racial justice and injustice? Like what, what are one or two places you would point people to, to learn more about the reality of racial injustice? I say, go to your pastor. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because he's the spiritual leader in your life. And I don't think a pastor would lead you wrong. But cut to again, there are some pastors not on the same page. So then you have to go to God and ask God, seek God for the answer to the things which you do not know. So he can give you the answer to those things you need to know. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I agree with that. Go to 
your spiritual leader and go to God in prayer. Like I said, prayer changes things, and he'll lead you to the people you need to go. So in this last year, in 2020, all the things that have happened, I'm also the president of our local chapter of the NAACP, and we've had such a surge in people on our website and um, on Facebook and everything wanting to know. There's, there's one place you can go. We're having a march on Monday, MLK march, um, from the, okay, we're not marching this year, but we're just meeting at the Capitol at 12 noon. Go get into organizations, read books. Elder Ganson talked about Jim Crow. There's a book called The New Jim Crow. It teaches about things, why, how black people were deprived of rights and things like that, of housing and education. It tells you what they did to put them in those, in those situations. The new Jim Crow is telling you it still exists and there's new ways that are going on. You need to read, you need to talk to, talk to people of color. They're more yeah. than happy yeah. to, to tell you things, you know, to, to let you know about their life. So that's yeah. what we should do. That's, can I just say, I would like everybody to just go look up what gator bait meant. If you don't know what gator bait meant, I'd like you to look gator bait. Just wow. see what it means and then I guarantee you'll come with a whole different outcome in life. It was where they would take black babies and set them as gator bait wow. for the gator to come and then shoot the gator after the blood was in the water because the gator was coming to get that baby. He was wow. going to eat him. Wow. It's real. Yeah. So I'll, we'll, uh, there's a couple of videos that we use for our staff here at Element to help educate ourselves. I'll make sure and get those shared on the church Facebook page this week and on my uh, social media as well. If you want to go, just be looking for that this week, and we'll share some stuff that was super helpful for us just to ed educate ourselves on it as well. So once again, I know you guys are going to be exhausted by the time we're done. We've got one more to go, but they did a great job. Would you please just thank them one more time? Great job, guys. You can go back to your seats. So thankful for them to uh, their humility and their grace to come and share with us. And hopefully this was helpful uh, for us today and uh, that we'll leave with the con uh, conversation continuing. Um, if you have prayer, uh, have a prayer need of any kind and you're here in the room, stop by the purple tent all the way in the back of the room and we'll pray for you back there. If you're online, just click the prayer button and we'll pray for you there as well. Don't forget as well to sign up for the financial learning experience. Uh, I can't wait for it. We've done this year after year after year. It's phenomenal. It'll change your life. Uh, I learn something new every single time, but we do need you to sign up so we know for food and childcare. Uh, I love you guys so much. Hope you have an amazing week. You are dismissed. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast or follow us on social media. To learn more about our gathering times in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or to take your next step, visit our website, elementchurch.life. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week right here on the Element Church Podcast.